With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Cloudy today, reaching a top of 13 degrees with a low of 7 overnight. Possible showers tomorrow headed for a top of 11 and cloudy on Sunday, 13 expected. And don't miss the Lions and the Dees live tonight on SEN. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Amy, proudly the doers of insurance. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lithgow. Good morning and welcome to another massive edition of Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and myself, David Lithgow. Good morning to wherever you are. We are here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. And for Amy, the doers of insurance, we're live on 1629 SEN Tasmania, 1611 SEN Northern Track, Tassie and on the SCN app wherever you are around the world. Coming up, Western Bulldogs defender Ryan Gardner is going to join us. Jack Jumpers CEO Simon Brookhouse. What a week for the Jack Jumpers selling out in minutes their membership for season 22-23. And our great mate, Alistair Nicholson, coming up. It's a big show. It always is on Friday. Finals is getting close and the Tigers are banked for another final series. Good morning, Jackie boy. Hello, David. How are you? I'm terrific, son. Big terrific. show, big show. 26 yes. minutes, I think it was. We'll pose that Amazing. question to Simon Brookhouse when we get on. 26 minutes Yep. for everyone to get on there. And I, th- and so I think that's the My State Arena memberships that have yes. been sold in 26 minutes. I thought I may have seen on the socials that there is a few left for the Silverdome games up there in Launceston as well. So if yes, you want to get on correct. and keep supporting uh, well, the hottest ticket in town, certainly the Jack Jumpers. So they are looking forward to chatting to Simon the CEO. Of town as well. Yeah, they so rolled in last the, week, yeah, I think, um, yeah, which yeah. is good. Uh, Razzle yeah. Dazzle Kelly, uh, he's in uh, he's in town. Kelly, he's exciting. in town. Rashad yeah. Kelly, I'm looking forward to seeing what he looking brings. Looking for a new barber, I noticed on Twitter last night. Anyone can get his um, hunting up a freebie, you reckon? You reckon he's hunting up a freebie? Um, not, no, I'm not suggesting that at all. But uh, no, it's awesome. I mean, look, in the, there's, we're gonna we're gonna know about um, whether we miss Josh Adams or not mm. pretty quickly, and mm. that's uh, the, as it, all imports always do have a big challenge on the hands. Well, it's been a big week in sport, Mate. Flash Man, and oh. it is. Uh, I tell you what. This is an early hot or not. It is hot over here at the moment in the AFL coaching landscape. Uh, and, of course, we yes. friend, I'm going to call him friend of the show, our man Alastair Clarkson, who's been pushing the yes. pushing the cart for Tasmanian football and its push for uh, for going forward uh, and the bid, which we'll find out soon, in the Believe Tasmania campaign, uh, which we'll have Alastair Nicholson on Huge. very soon as well. But Clarko has been doing... 
What's amazing this coaching merry-go-round, isn't it? He's been floated as the oh. North Melbourne coach, and it was nearly a fate complete that he was going to be named, I think, last week around this time. We felt like um, there was media reports that, that he'd got the job at North, and it was all said and done. And then, uh, unfortunately for the Essendon Football Club, they, they had a pretty poor performance on the weekend, and now Ben Rutten comes under the microscope, and now Clarkson's being linked to Essendon Flash. So, wow, we well, have. I'm just... I'm just wondering if Mitch, is, Mitch Scott, our producer, has got my uh, footage up or from uh, six weeks ago when I said uh, Alistair Clarkson to Essendon at the time without trying to sound like a know Self-congratulated. Sound like a real too, real estate way. agent when you go on that sort of tangent. Sometimes that is, you need to. No, no that's me. crap. Um, that is crap. Look at you patting yourself on the back. Yeah, well, no good. Possibly some. Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> too far. Um, look, I find this fascinating because um, you, you both camps seem extremely positive, but I still can't help but think that at the end of the day, that the opportunity for Clarkson to go to Essendon, I know he played most of his footy at North Melbourne, understand all that. That's too good to be true. I, I'm certain he'll be an Essendon coach still. I, I just, I, what do you, what do you think? I mean. It's difficult because he's got those 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 roots at North Melbourne, isn't it? That's mm. that's the. You are allowed to establish new roots, and new beginnings at new places, but um, I I think at the moment, sort of, without it being official, everyone sort of feels like it's 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 Essendon. So, um, it, it's well, I think Clarko's been on the record to say that he'll, in the next sort of twenty four to forty eight hours, he'll be. Yes. He'll be making his decision. Um, so uh, c- clearly, I it might happen today. Oh, Oh, he, he doesn't want this dragon on, I wouldn't think, wouldn't he? Mm. Does he? Do you reckon Essendon would want it happening today? Who's, the report, who's been the reporter hot on this? Who's the reporter? Is Tom Brown? Who, who's, is it? Well, I saw that who, uh, Channel 9 actually had, Channel 9 had two reporters out at Essendon. I think Tony Jones thought it was a big enough article yes, for veteran. him to go out and yes. poke his nose around. And there was uh, Ed mm. Woolley as well. He was out there as well. So certainly uh, it's... Um, it's been big, but I think, uh, to be honest, the, the Sammy, Edmund, Sammy Edmund, yes, Sammy Edmund. Oh yeah, terrific. He's been most accurate. Of course, he'll be coming up at nine with the captain's run. If you want to listen to the most accurate man, according to Mitch Scott, our producer in uh, in the do we like how game. it's been handled? No, no, we don't. Do we, do, or, but how? But can I ask in this situation, how do you actually handle it better? I mean, the obvious one is that Essen should have done this. Six weeks ago, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I, I just feel for Ben Rutten. So I've, I've had a great, great yeah. relationship with Truck, um, and he also was a part of 2017, uh, the premiership there. Um, and he uh, just, I don't know. It's not. It's not a. It's not. Uh, he deserves better than this for mine. Uh, two years into um, sure. his coaching. Coaching life, or his senior coaching life, he also had the transition years as well, which, I mean, hasn't really proven to be a successful model for, for anyone, really. Um, but, yeah, it's been – I feel for truckers. I know how such a how, – how much he cares about that playing group out there. He still keep up lines of dialogue. And, and yeah, it's um, – I look at him on the TV and the shots – and and it's and he's undeserving of, of what's happening at the moment. So I, I think with these sort of things, there just needs to be once a decision's made, it's not not lingering around. It's like bang, let's go, make the decision. Because um, I mean, I, I, does he he can't keep his job? Do you think Flash? If if even if Clarkson takes the North Melbourne job for what's happened over the last two weeks, 
The interesting one for me is, has he lost the support of the players? Well, Kane Corns, obviously, with that footage we now know, which has went viral, um, and Nick Hyman, which, by the way, I thought that footage was absolute garbage. I, I didn't learn anything from the, 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 whether the players were lost or not from, from what I saw with that. But he, Kane's suggesting the players have been lost. Adam Ramanaskis said this morning, I quote, I promise you... Ben Rutten hasn't lost any players. No, I don't. No, I certainly, so, no, there's no way that he could lose the players. The sort of person that Ben Rutten is. I don't is, think he has. Isolated incidents, right. yep. um, isolated incidents, Flash Man, can be shown in the light that suits the narrative that you would like to continue to push. Which, <sighs> I mean, <laughs> isolated incidents, uh, incidents, sorry. Uh, like, that's the footy programs are built off that, the behind the goals footage. You, you can create, and Chris Fagan spoke about this. Um, uh, a while, probably two weeks ago when Harris Andrews came under the spotlight, is that you can cut any bit of footage from a from a game on the weekend for arguably the greatest player. So let's say Dustin Martin's grand finals and, and those Christian Bataka's grand finals. And you could you could cut yep. 10 edits where it would be like, oh, that's, no, nah, look at that. It's unacceptable. Or, or a behavior that we don't believe is, is that of becoming of a, of a superstar. They just happen. They just happen. It's footies are not a perfect game. game. People don't play perfect games, and it's just sometimes it it frustrates me. It certainly frustrates me. Big game though, Flashman. If you're suggesting that the Clarkson news may come out today, then maybe Ben Rutten isn't coaching tomorrow. But it is a big game for us and the Tigers on Saturday night, and it starts to well this final round. uh, There's. Clearly, well, hang on. It is a big game, but what are you going to just going to? There's nothing to gain in terms of there ladder is. position. No, there is. Uh, because well, uh, I guess there is. No, that's not true. No, because yeah, Carlton true. Collingwood yeah, is obviously an extremely yeah, big is. game there, and I, and yeah, I mean that, that that, that yeah. that's going to be a spicy meatball on Sunday. I think that game is. So it's certainly, we, we want to finish I, seventh. So winning will secure that for us. So so what's the difference between finishing seventh and eighth? Let let's tell me why. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's really important to build form into the finals. So um, sure. ladder position is probably n- n- not sure. c- certainly not irrelevant, um, but I, no, I, th- not. I think in previous seasons the sides that have gone in with good fi- a good form into the finals yes um, have performed stronger okay. strong stronger sorry in the finals. So uh, for us, that's our that's so our. So break it focus. down. We've got the doggies. The doggies will be first up on Sunday. Yep. Um, we're we're commentating that game in Launceston. They've got the Hawks. Chat to Ryan Gardner, sorry about that. Yep. They'll go in front of the Blues if the Blues lose, yep. effectively. Yep. So that that's what's at, that's what's at stake. St Kilda, with their percentage, they can't make it. No, they're, 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 they're going to win by a hundred and lose by a hundred, and there's no way they're beating the Swans by a hundred, yeah. unfortunately. So, so the mighty Tigers, like if you lost, potentially you could go uh, down to eighth. Eighth. Yep. That would but require Carlton winning. Go- so that's Sunday of football flash, man. You might which, go to Frio yet. Yeah, you there's a few, there's a few machinations. Um, and certainly... MCG against the Pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 obviously, in, in, the, in, in fifth to eighth, the, the big games to watch, obviously, Hawthorne and versus the Bulldogs, which you said will be at Utah Stadium. Uh, of course, yes. I think you'll be calling that game Flashman live on SEN. Uh, and then the Carlton Collingwood game, which starts two hours after that. So we'll sort of know what's going on, and Carlton will know maybe sort of halfway through the first quarter what it looks like for them if they need to win, or possibly if the Western Bulldogs lose, they'll be able to roll through. But the the, the machinations of the top four is where is where everything's at. So Geelong, set, they are set. Sydney currently sitting second. 
uh, you'd think they'd probably well, beat the they Saints. Could finish fifth though. Well, poss- absolutely, but they need to beat the Saints to be still. To Melbourne and Brisbane's the, the Melbourne and Bis- Brisbane is the Epic. interesting game. So the, uh, if, if things were to fall with favourites' way, um, the winner out of Melbourne and Brisbane would finish second, and the loser would finish sixth. So that's the that's Lions' favourite at home, I guess. Uh, just, I think. Just, I think. One part, uh, one player, Flashman, who I want to quickly yeah. talk about, um, who's yes. been a, 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 an amazing contributor to their football club, is Michael Hurley, who retired. Um, yep. Played a lot of footy on him. Played at the Ben. Played up at Bendigo against him when uh, I was playing for Coburg, and he was playing for the Bendigo Bombers in the early days. He's had an absolute horrid injury with uh, with hip um, hip pain, and then having surgery there. Pretty similar to Kane Lambert's. He actually had a, um, a, yes. had a, a put a, I think he had a metal hip socket put in. Michael Hurley he had a few soft tissue injuries off that, but he'll play one final game on Saturday night. Um, and so I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. I'm actually really looking forward to, to having a chat with him and, and celebrating his career post the game. Um, and the other one has uh, been – hasn't been big on the radar this week. And Dan Hannabry. Dan Hannabry uh, as well. He'll play against his old team what, what uh, his player. final game. Yeah. Um, but the Tassie bid, Flashman, a quick couple of minutes on the, on the Tassie bid. Um, we'll go into depth a little bit more about this with Al Nicholson, who's been leading the charge for the Believe Tasmania campaign. Just, yes. just, can you just feel the truck being backed up a little bit from from a few oh. of our friends that have maybe gone? Oh, yeah. maybe maybe push the the yeah. the cart in a, a direction that they wanted to go, <laughs> and then suddenly they've started to see the writing on the wall and beep beep beep. Are just you winding you knew, it back. Son? Is that what you're saying? You knew. Well, you never wave it either. Well, here we go. I, 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 we do have time for this, but okay. we'll play this one little bit of audio from our very good friend Eddie Maguire. I wouldn't be doing anything, anything if I was the AFL until I saw a shovel in the ground and a guarantee uh, in contract. Uh, they need a ground, mate. It's as simple as this. We need Tasmania to be as big a team as anyone in the competition. They need to look like, as I've said many times, when we bounce the first ball in Tasmania, whether it's Tasmania or a, a combine, whatever it ends up being, that's up to them to work out now. They need to look like West Coast running on to the ground over in Perth at, uh, at uh, Optus Stadium against a big team. It can't look like, a, you know, Tasmanian footy can't look second and third rate. It can't look like an afternoon down at the country. It's got to look good. And let's not forget, mate, if they ever get Friday night football, if you're up in the top deck of the stands, you're looking, and you can probably see Antarctica from there. So, you know, you, you've got to actually fill the stadium, make it great. But what they need to do, I believe, is look into the various buckets that are there, i.e. health, build a sports medicine hospital, build a hospital there in Hobart, education, tourism. Do to Tasmanian sport what NOMA has done to uh, art and tourism in Tasmania. When Tasmania do everything really great, it's, there's no place on earth as good as it. It's been magnificent. Tourism, as I said, NOMA, etc. But we can't just turn up and, and put a second-rate outfit into, into Tasmania and hope that this is going to be fantastic. So, look, I, I, hope, I hope they get I get the feeling they'll, they'll probably get a provisional licence, um, whether or not it'll be all in. Um, because I still think that they need to work out the north-south divide. They've got to get the, the junior football going. Um, they've, they've got to get the pathways in place, and they have to work out what is going to be down there to retain players when they are drafted to Tasmania. Rightio. There's a few things. Delete that immediately. <laughs> hey, Delete hey, that hey, and hey, to... hey. again, Mitch. That is absolute codswallop. Oi. Codswallop. Have you been to Noma? Oh, <laughs> What is he talking about? 
Tasmania. No. I'll ask Tom checked. He can't see Antarctica from Tasmania. But apparently the two grounds that we're what playing. Watch. The ground that we played in AFL final at last Bracknell year is ground. a country football ground. So, look, um, certainly I just feel like there's a little bit of oh people that are just backing Come up on, a little man. bit. Beep, beep, beep. Eddie Maguire certainly one of them. Tom. Haven't heard from Tom. There's been a quiet week for Tom Brown and the Tom Brown translator, so I've been a little bit disappointing oh, on that. Uh, we're looking forward, though. We've got a bit of, bit of snippet later on. Peggy O'Neill, who's uh, far, more, far more positive, I would have thought, with a more positive outlook on the Tasmanian team. Due to Tasmania sport, what Noma has done to uh, art and tourism in Tasmania, tourism, as I said, Noma, etc. Uh, Flashman, Noma, Noma, Noma. Oh, oh, Eddie! Gosh, Eddie, Max. Eddie, Eddie. Oh, uh, it's... There we are. It's a big... It's just, what is it? Just, he talks... He is Tasmania. He is everything Tasmania. Anyway, yeah. I've got to let it go. Let yeah, it... Yeah. Got a few texts coming in go. about uh, Eddie time, time now. already. So, uh, yeah. b- big week, though, for the Tigers, though, Flashman. As I mentioned already, uh, finals are locked. Tom Lynch is yes. flying. Wow. Tell us about that briefly, Last week, it was not his best, Tom Lynch. No, he wasn't his best last week. Um, eight goals, is unbelievable. It's one of those ones, Flashman, you get halfway through and you start thinking, hmm, okay, well, halfway through the third quarter, Lynchy's got eight. Could he get to, could he get to 10? Could he get to 10? And unfortunately, uh, didn't have the, uh, we probably didn't give him the ball enough in the last quarter. I, I, I certainly tried my hardest to get it, um, but just due to the fact that he didn't touch the ball much. I couldn't uh, help yes. him get to the road to 10, which is uh, a little bit disappointing. Uh, other big news, though, for the Tigers is Daniel Rioli, um, who's been pivotal uh, at half-back this year and has made the transition from, obviously, a three-time premiership forward, a small forward as well, has signed a, a five-year deal, which locks him now into the club until 2027, uh, which is very exciting news. Flashman, a big year. Did you nearly have him? Did you nearly have him in your All Australian team? You know, he's been pretty good. He has. Sinclair just went off the ball the last few weeks a bit, I reckon. But yeah. I just knocking yeah, on the door. Sinclair. Knocking on the door. I'm looking forward to. I'm going to pick your brain a bit later on about the uh, about your All Australian team. Uh, Shane Edwards, uh, my great mate, Shane Edwards, um, at 301 games uh, has announced his retirement. As well, Flashman, he'll be finishing up, obviously, hopefully as a four-time premiership player, but uh, with an awards list of, of unbelievable length, um, obviously 300 yes. games, the fifth player in Richmond history to, be, to play 300 games. Uh, he's played the most in games by an Indigenous player at the Richmond Football Club, which has had a great, uh, great history of Indigenous players. Uh, Yoyukin Award in 2018, uh, All-Australian 2018, three premierships, as I mentioned as well. Been a pivotal player, uh, obviously, for the football club, but also Flashman. You know those guys that are just amazing people off the field? Shane Edwards is one of those. Yes. Favourite. And, and you know, this is this is the, the Lamberts and the Edwards. I always think of this Tiger, you know, period that you guys have had. Just so critical. And not on and off the park, as you've told me a thousand times. Legend. Absolute legend. The other one, Flashman, I don't know if you caught this on social media yesterday, but the cocker, the gaffer, Damien Hardwick, had the big 5-0 yesterday, turned 50. 
I organised a birthday cake for him, I walked in there, um, threatened to throw it in his face if he didn't roll up a contract for 2023. Um, he told me to get stuffed. Um, did, I was, it was a gutless threat. I, I couldn't, didn't back up and really just launch it into him. But 50 years old for Damien Harwick. So congratulations, yes. Dimmer, on getting to 50. Um, we also wished you a happy birthday yesterday. So, uh, no, it's um, – yeah, it was uh, – I was a bit disappointed that he didn't say that my contract was uh, was, was being renewed, but um, yeah, a bit disappointing, Flash Man. You are playing. You're keen to play. Let's just touch on that. You, there's no risk there. You're keen to go now. You've made a decision, haven't you? Uh, no, I, I, look, I, it's it's funny because you, you want to sort of see what, where the club sits, sees you, uh, and clearly at nearly 34 years of age, um, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to be going out and playing the best football of my career. Well, I could. That'd be great, but... Um, it's it's a really holistic discussion on on what is best yeah, for the football okay. club. Uh, what's best for me? What I what's like? There's a slight monetary side of it, which is probably the most irrelevant thing out of all of it. Um, but it's it's like I, I don't want to be feeling like I'm taking someone else's spot if they think that they're the next person coming through and that the the club's going to be better for that. But I've also got to back myself in that if I feel like I've got something to add, then. Um, I'll certainly be putting my hand up to to play, um, and and I, and I feel like I'm I've become a really good foil for, for obviously Lynch, who's one of the premier key forwards in the competition. But a few things, to, a few bits of water to go under the bridge, still Flashman, but um, feel like I'm playing pretty well at the moment, well, good enough to can I, can I ask deserve you a contract. Yep. What would it mean to you to potentially play like a final against Collingwood in front of ninety plus? <laughs> A grand final or a final? No, let's just start a final. Let's uh, yeah, no, no, no. I no. think, well, I've, I've, I've played yeah, in a that final. That Melbourne rivalry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you have. 2018. But, I, but you haven't played. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 2018 yep. was, was, was um, when the last time I played Collingwood, I've seen a final series, and that yeah. was yeah. unbelievable. Was, but just this stage. Steve, they didn't go bananas that night. There was the big USA. USA is Mason Cox I know you've out. done it. It would be it would but be just, great. Well, I guess what I'm saying, yeah, it, yeah, yeah and, and you probably look like we'll, we'll probably play either Collingwood, um, Melbourne, or Brisbane. They're they're the teams that it looks like we'll, we'll arguably play. Um, I mean, two of those are, are really big Melbourne rivalries, and we've had a great rivalry with Brisbane for a while. So, yes. um, no, it's it's certainly looking like a uh, uh, oh, an, well, an exciting finals. Finals is going to be awesome this year. Anyone can win it. Anybody can win. Yes. The grand final this year, and I know that's the saying when you go in that that anyone can win it. But this is genuinely one of the years, Flashman, where anyone could win it. Well, Flashman, it is time to get text very quickly. Oh, you, to, you got you know five five one off. Couple of quick, I just okay, just quickly. Eddie's con- Eddie conceding Tasmania will get a license through his gritted teeth. Good to hear, Jack from Galorki. And David has tweeted. Tom Brown had one tweet, found a negative out of the commission meeting, telling the executive for more work and the vote will be delayed. John Ralph was outstanding. We've got a few more coming through. We'll keep them firing through yes. the morning. But As always, well, fire them through. 0437. That's yeah. it. 0437 555 for your text. And just drive-bys on Eddie or drive-bys on Tom Brown. We like the drive-bys on Tom Brown. So keep firing those in and give us your uh, give us your thoughts and your feelings about how you feel the bid's going along. It's sort of hard to see what the financial picture is, uh, but I think we need to have a view of what the game is and where we want to um, uh, 
to, to be known. And I think Tasmania is a you know, ready-made um, uh, audience. It has such a history. It's produced so many good players for us, which may be a problem. Is <laughs> We may stand to lose from that. Uh, but I think it's, it's culture and it's uh, history in the game that I think uh, it would be really difficult to turn down a really good request from Tasmania for its own team. Uh, and I was saying I would become a member. There we go. The outgoing Richmond president there, Peggy, Peggy O'Neill. This yep. is Jack and Flash on SEN Tasmania. Peggy does know, doesn't she? She just absolutely nailed that. That the one thing she was talking about there, Flash Man. What's her, great, what's her greatest strength? Can I, oh, hang on. You tell me what you're going to say. I don't wanna, yeah, she's talking, talking about, talking about soul. Briefly. Like soul. That's what it yep. is. It's, it's absolute soul. And it's the one thing that we've continued to push is that we have got soul and Tasmania is a club. Oh, Tasmania is a football organization has, uh, has got, um, well, soul about it, doesn't it? It's, it's, and, and it's interesting yes. coming from a, obviously a different background. Peggy's from, from the United States of America and it, it, the, the Green Bay example is one that Clarkson's used. He's gone over and seen that and he's, uh, so, yeah, it's 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 great, isn't it? You were going to ask something about Peggy, or you wanted to? What were you well, well, What's her? What's her? When you reflect on her time, and we've talked about this privately, what's Peggy's greatest strength as a as a woman and as a leader that you've viewed and been around the last few years? She's always so measured, and so you know she speaks with such sense. Yes, no, it's you're right, Flash. It's what it is. Is it's uh, it's just the ability to take a breath and and. Also, yes. it sounds really funny, but it, it, with those with with football organisations, sometimes they're just ready to, to just to stay in stay in your lane and know what your part of the your job is in the business. So, certainly, she's been a, an amazing supporter for Richmond, and now she sounds like an amazing supporter for Tasmania. And possibly, I'll pose this question to our next guest, Alistair Nicholson, who is the host of the Believers Campaign, uh, and uh, he works for Channel Seven. Very good caller for Channel Seven. Alistair, welcome to the show. First question off the bat, would Peggy O'Neill be a great president for the Tasmanian Football Club, the first inaugural president? What are your thoughts? Well, as you said on this show last week, Jack, make it happen, hey? Make. She'd be absolutely perfect, I reckon. Make it happen. I know. She'd be awesome. I'm not sure if that's what she wants to do, but I reckon you'd have some influence there, mate. She would be perfect because, as you say, how pragmatic was she in this debate that's sort of gone all over the place where there's been... No real level of fairness. There's been a scare campaign run in some quarters. And Peggy just gets up there and very calmly and fairly lays down the situation. That's all we ask, isn't it? We just want a fair hearing. We just want a fair hearing. We just want a fair yes, hearing. Sir. Now, first things first, uh, Al, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. I know you've got a, a busy schedule. How's, the, how's hosting the believing the Believers campaign going in the, in the podcast? It's been certainly a hit on social media and some of the names that have been rolling through have been of the highest quality. But how's it been as a Tasmanian sitting back, hearing people talk about Tasmania and, and just, I suppose, reflecting on, on, on your home state and, and the journey and the stories that you've been hearing? I honestly can't think of a more enjoyable thing I've ever done in my career, Jack, to sit there with these great Tasmanians who I grew up idolising many of them and, and still love watching now. And to hear them, they've been away quite a long time from Tasmania, but when you hear them speak about where they came from and that passion that pours out of them, you can leave Tasmania, but Tasmania never leaves you. And, and some of the stories they tell about their early days of playing football in the old State League or the NWFU or whoever it might be and their recollections of great names that used to play in the Tassie competition at 
the hardest thing about that podcast is keeping it to podcast length. You could, you could sit there and chat to these people all day. Al, good morning to you, mate. Great to have you here. I, I'm not sure how you feel, and I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts. The, the AFL Commission obviously met on Monday to discuss the situation, and it does feel like we've had a bit more of a positivity shift, if that's the right word. What's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely, Flash. I think there's, there's a lot more positivity around it. I always sort of felt cautiously optimistic that the right thing would be done here. And there was always going to be a fair bit of gamesmanship going on around getting the best deal for the AFL and ensuring that they could present something palatable to the president because that was always going to be the hardest thing in, in all of this was getting it across the line. Um, but I think in recent times when you hear people like Peggy O'Neill come out and be prepared, as Jack says, usually they do stay in their lane and that's the core business of running their football club. But for her to speak that way... John Olsen did it, the chairman of the Adelaide Football Club the other day as well. Greg Swan spoke positively about it. So there seems to be this wave of support now and we've ridden this sort of hurdle where there was a lot of negativity and, and I think people were attempting to skew the debate in the, in the weeks preceding it. Are you comfortable, Al, with the Tasmanian government's decision that they've chosen not to make the stadium as the original part of the bid? Yeah, absolutely, Flash. I mean, I'm walking the dog in Melbourne today and it's it's cool and it's been raining this morning. It almost feels like they should have to put a roof on this state, to be honest. But I mean, honestly, <laughs> why would we have to why would we have to have a stadium straight away? I mean, I have no doubt the Tasmanian AFL team will demonstrate a need for a stadium in no time whatsoever. But it is totally putting the cart before the horse to say you must come up with the money and have this stadium ready to turn the first sod before we'll allocate the licence. The licence is the first piece, and then that gives you the leverage to have discussions with governments, with other partners about funding the stadium. But there is an intent to do it. It may not be a fully funded stadium within the bid, but I have no doubt the Tasmanian government intends to build that new stadium. It's interesting, the commentary around the stadium, Alastair, obviously you're saying that the state, the state government said that they will stump up $375 million or half, half of the proposed figure for building the stadium, but other areas of uh, income and possibly uh, federal, federal support, AFL support, uh, even private sector, um, possibly David Walsh from Noma, uh, as Eddie Maguire put it yesterday, he could chuck in a few dollars and <laughs> we could have a we could have a new museum, the Noma Museum. Did you catch Eddie oh, yesterday on Dwayne's World? Oh, I didn't catch that, Jack. But there seems to be this feeling that Tasmania is a bottomless pit of money, and that Tasmania, to enter the league, would have to come up with forty million dollars, twenty from the state government, 40 for, uh, 20 from the Fed as well. I ask the question why? Tasmania has contributed already so much to the game and financially Tasmania's bid stacks up against the other clubs within the competition. So let's not put ridiculous hurdles in front of a foundation state. I find that that's the thing that's annoyed me most about this is the, the hard-nosed business approach to this. This, is, this game is not just a business. This game is the AFL is the keeper of the code. It has a responsibility to every level of the game. And Tasmania is a heartland of football. So how can you put all these hurdles in front of Tasmania? Just treat Tasmania like everyone else. Interesting yesterday, and I know you said you didn't catch the, the commentary from, from Eddie Maguire. He sort of, 
was 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 slightly positive. Still wanted to give us a little bit of a backhander by referring slightly, to slightly referring to um, well referring to the stadia, stadia Noma for one. The stadia that's currently down there is we don't want this looking like country football. Now, is, is, is that still – it was along the lines of that we needed to have the new stadium, otherwise it would – we risked it looking like country football. Well, we did pose the, the question that we hosted an AFL final last year. We hosted two. We hosted exactly. One. Is there still that um, that mindset around Tassie that it's – that it's it is a country football team? It's a country football state? Like – are you are you still worried that there's the heavy hitters here? And I know Jeff Brown's another one that's been been fairly out there um, about the, the Tasmanian football push. That we may never break down this thought process that we're a bunch of country bumpkins, basically. Yeah, well, this is it, Jack, and, and you've hit the nail on the head there because I do think in some quarters there is this perception that Tasmanians are a bunch of country folk who aren't capable of doing stuff, and it's absolute garbage. Tasmanians are, are capable of doing anything and everything. Perhaps at times we are, we're humble people, I think, naturally, and perhaps we're prepared to be quiet on things at times. We don't always want to be the noisiest voice in the room. Tell you what, on this, we're, we're going to get noisy and we're not taking, we're not going to be treated poorly by people who have no understanding of Tasmania and the fabric of football in the state, nor the way people think, nor what people are capable of. So... Yeah, that, I think that that is a very, very minority-held view, Jack, but but I see it, and it really, really angers me. And I think everyone's got to stand up and call it out. We're not prepared to take it anymore. People just need to treat us like every other state. Tassie's flourishing. If they go, Anyone who is critical of Tasmania and the people down there just needs to go down there for a weekend and see how the state is humming and see how beautiful it is and how good the people are and how economically sound the state is. So, yeah, I, I find that so frustrating. It does my head in. But I think if we keep challenging it, these people with these fairly dim views of us are not going to be on the, the right side of history here. Speaking of dim views, the Jeff Brown has, has basically played the Tasmanian football team and its proposal up against uh, the success of AFLW. How do you feel about that? That's saying that... The putting resources into a Tasmanian team could could actually harm AFLW and the product that we now know is going into season seven um, and has been absolutely fantastic. Well, if I worked in the media team at the Collingwood Football Club, I would be going and knocking on the door and saying, I think you completely missed the mark there with that comment because why on earth would you put AFLW up as as having to bear the burden of any financial Please. cost to the AFL. Not, not that there will be. There won't be. Tasmania will definitely wash its own face. I've got no doubt about that. But why would you scaremonger and throw AFLW into this discussion in a week where the competition is humming along? It's, it's the launch week. We're, we're a week away from every team in the AFL having representation in AFLW. And you go, hang on, if Tasmania comes in, there's the risk that women's football will suffer as a result of it. Why would women's football suffer? This game's built around big and small clubs coexisting. There's a place for everyone. And Jeff's position seems to be that Collingwood has subsidised the game for too long. I understand Collingwood's a big, powerful club and they've done very well financially. But it's a bit like you know, a kid at a birthday party with a big bowl of lollies chomping away while everyone else is eating rice crackers. It's, 
you've got to be willing to share the revenue of the game or the game doesn't flourish. Good news for you, Al. Now, as a, the last time Carlton were any good, this is um, I'm just going to change tact here a little bit because <laughs> a big blue fan, my mate Al, and the last time they were any good, you were just at the tail end of puberty in, in Penguin, of course, a long time which you've been good. <laughs> Charlie Curnow has just signed... For six years, wow. young man. So that's going to make you very happy as a Blues fan. Are you doing Carlton Collingwood this week by any good luck and fortune for you? I'm, I'm not, Flash, but I look forward to watching it. It's going to be massive, isn't it? So many awesome games to complete there. I think Jared was saying there was a professor who had told him there was something like the best part of 300 possibilities with this final round, and seven games were yes. affecting where everyone could. That is extraordinary. Extraordinary. So such a great round of footy, isn't it? Okay. Biggest game since 88, surely, between Carlton and, and Collingwood when they last played in the final. I, well, hang on. Do you say 1988? 1988 was the biggest last game they played in years. the final. Yeah. I mean, they've had some big ones yeah, over the years, okay. but when you think about it, Carlton yeah. trying to play in the eight and or make the eight yes. and, and then Collingwood trying to stay in the top four, it's got a fair bit riding on it. Certainly does. 1988, what a year too. That was a, a very good year for the prodigies to be born in 1988 at Calvary <laughs> Hospital. Quick one before we let you go, Alistair. Uh, Alistair Clarkson. Um, now, he's obviously been on the podcast and been the, the, the biggest face behind the push for, well, the biggest non-Tasmanian face, uh, born Tasmanian face behind the push for uh, a, an AFL team down there. How do you feel about the fact that he might be coaching? Um, he might be coaching another AFL team, and it probably rules him out for the fact that we could have him as the inaugural coach for the for the Tasmanian team if the bid does get up. Yeah, how how good would it have been if he was still available? I would have loved Clarko to build the whole thing from the ground up. Obviously, there's that window for him to get back into coaching, and that that desire to go back into coaching, I think, is strong for him immediately. So. Yeah, Clarko will be doing that for a while, but when are we coming in, Jack? Is it sort of three, four, five years? I think he could help set up an Essendon or a North Melbourne and then quietly say that he was moving south for a better lifestyle and maybe. to build something from the ground up again. Catch what do you Bolton. reckon? Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Bolton, perfect. Yep. There's a Bolton, there's a Fagan. There are so many great Tasmanians. And the other thing I love about this Tassie team, what it will do is it will mean we have great coaches wanting to live in Tasmania, more great coaches because they can see that there's a possibility for them. It's about kids getting the chance to play AFL footy and seeing it in their face. But there are so many spin-offs and in terms of construction and hospitality. And then coaching is another area where I think anyone who coaches footy in Tasmania is going to go, well, maybe I could go and become an assistant coach at an AFL club. There's more of a pathway yep. there for people, I think. There is certainly a pathway there for the players and the coaches. Alistair, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate the work you are doing in the Believers campaign. BelieveTasmania.com.au to get behind the Tassie bid and check out the Believers podcast. And uh, best of luck to your Blue Boys this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Great chatting to you and love hearing you guys talk about Tassie footy so positively and calling out some of the BS Flash and, and Jack, you've done a great job of it. That's right, mate. There we go. Plenty of BS going round about the Tasmanian campaign and a lot of it coming from the main. Though that, that, of course, there is Alistair Nicholson, the Channel 7, well, one of the best callers of the game, Flash Man, I reckon, currently as well. We really like the work that he does. Yeah, well, he is, yes. He called the Swans Collingwood the other day. That rampy call was yeah, absolute yes, top yes, shot. Yes, it was. It's going it was well. Very good going for your well. Swans boys. Flash Man, you, did you break this or did Sam Edmund? I think Sam Edmund might take no, the credit. No, I did not. Well, far away. What's yes. been happening down, down with the Blue Baggers? Obviously, a big game this weekend, but Just, bigger news as well now. 
just to recap, uh, we, as we're talking to our yeah, six years the deal for Charlie Kernow. Yeah. So that's a billion a, that's dollars. A big deal. They're paying uh, him a billion, I reckon. Whew. What's he worth? And two years for Lockie O'Brien too, who's been a little bit improved of recent times for the Blue Baggers. Give, give me a price. Number give me 10, a price. Maybe? Yeah, give me a price on Kernow. Yeah, Kernow. No, he's he's nine hundred. Yeah. No, oh, he's, spell. he's on more than that. No, but that's a minimum. No, I'm not saying that's what he's on. He's on at least nine hundred. No, but it's nah. it's one point two. One point two. Yeah. Yeah. Not not doesn't six shock years me. seven mil. And he's and he's worth it. He's a star. He, he's just yeah yeah. He's a ripper. He is a, it's a big very, deal. Looks like he'll win deal. the Coleman this this year. Well, obviously Jeremy Cameron with a slight hamstring strain. You tell me, Tom Lynch is going to win before. I'm going to try and kick it to him lots. <laughs> Will you? Oh, yeah. You didn't get a kick last week, did you? Me? So it was too far flush. Uh, eight yeah. score involvements from, from 13, 11, 12 touches. So <laughs> play your role, mate. Play your role, as you should do on this radio program. <laughs> Off the text and keep firing them in 0437 Guys, great chat with Al. Tazzy is coming. Get out of the way. That's JB in Sydney. JD in Sydney. He's uh, been very good on the text, JD. So keep them coming in. He's listening on the. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The SEN app. But now, Flash Man, it's time to grab some news uh, with news headlines. Sports biggest moments called play-by-play from around the world right here on SEN. Welcome to the second hour of Jack and Flash with Jack Revolt and myself, David Lithgow. We're here thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian real estate experts. And the doers of insurance were live on 1629 SEN Tassie, 1611 SEN Track Northern Tasmania and the SEN app. Jackie boy, wherever you are around the country, plenty to come still. Ryan Gardner from the Doggies, they're playing potentially for a final spot in Launceston on Sunday, hot or not. And I've got, I reckon, the best All-Australian team that you have read yet coming up, young man. Now, this is exciting. What we saw during the week from our our beloved frenzy, a fish frenzy, was absolutely extraordinary from the Jack Jumpers, selling out in 26 minutes and here to talk about it, a regular on the program, the CEO from the Jack Jumpers, Simon Brookhouse. Good morning, Simon. Morning, gents. How are you? Very good. Very I'm well, good. thank you. Um, you must have been delighted with the response from the from the Tasmanian fans all over our great little state uh, early in the week, mate. Yeah, look, it really is. It's a great show of support for the team and, um, and what we've been able to achieve in a short time. So couldn't be more happy that we were able to sell out so quickly. 26 minutes, is that a record in terms of the NBL, Simon, for selling out memberships? It's surely. We've been breaking le- records left, right and centre. I'm not sure it's, a, it's an actual record, we'll but I'd, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if uh, anything's happened so quickly before, to be honest. We'll go with that's a record. Now, I did see on social media that there was a sellout for the My State Bank Arena games. How are we poised with the Silver Dome memberships? Is there still some of those available? And how can fans get their hands on tickets now that the memberships have been sold out, if there is a chance? Yeah, sure. Look, there's, there's still some memberships for the two Silver Dome games left, uh, not not a lot, but there are some. So if people need, need to get online and, and grab them quickly if they want to get to those two games. But 
We'll have general admission tickets on sale for all games. We've held back um, a portion of seats to put on sale, and we'll we'll put those out in the next uh, probably in the, within the next month, so we can we can sell the first six games and then go from there after that. So people just need to keep their eye on the website. We'll put out some uh, social media posts and various um, notices to let people know when they go on sale. But there certainly will be the ability for people to buy tickets for the games as a general admission. We're on the eve of the, uh, well, the boys are back at pre-season. I've seen some few little bits of social media around that the guys are back training after being all around the country and being involved in the NBL one and, uh, and, and other competitions. How are we feeling heading into to season two as a, um, as a Jack Jumpers unit? Yeah, really good. The guys are all back in training now. They, they had their first official full practice on uh, Thursday morning. The, the imports are all here. We have Rashad and Milton have landed for their first time here in Australia. And Josh Majet's back. And uh, we've signed a couple of the development players and replacement players. Obviously, with Clint Steiner being injured, we've been able to bring Isaac White in from uh, Illawarra. And uh, we signed a young fella coming out of college called Josh Tomasi, who's about... 6'11", real athlete, um, and we'll really um, fill that void, unfortunately, left by Jock Perry, who's done an ACL. So we're, we're in good stead. We're, we're very happy with the squad we've got, and everyone uh, seems to be working well together in the short time they've all been together. I can't wait to get a visual on Daw and Kelly, um, Simon. From I've, I've seen plenty of footage, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how do you think that changes the dynamic up in terms of what we knew from last year? Um, which I guess prominent with your, our two small guards in Majette and Adams, etc. Um, hmm. it, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot different look, isn't it? You know, because you're going to have a an athletic rebounder, a good who's a, an elite defender as well, um, and then you've got a real versatile player in Doyle who do a bit of everything, um, a good passer in himself. It, it it's going to be a a, a, a a little bit of a significant shift. Is that right to say that in terms of the stylistic look? Yeah, look, I think the, the, the look will be a little bit different. Um, you know, we're not, we don't want to compare players with other players, but Milton is bigger than J.I. Uh, he, he's a lot longer and a lot taller, so he'll be a different style of player. He's a very, very competent shooter and a great defender, and as you touched on, really good passer. So that'll probably free up Majet a little bit more to, to, to um, get easier shots off and, and rather than having to work so hard and, and take the, the tough defenders. So... I think that, that, that's a really good change for us. Um, Milton's a, a really good team player. He brings other players into the game with his, his basketball IQ. And, and as you say, Rashad's very athletic, uh, very, very strong defender, um, hates getting beaten. And uh, I, I certainly don't want to be the player who matches up on every week. And uh, he probably plays a bit more above the rim than um, Mikhail McIntosh did. Um, and he's probably a little bit more... Uh, vertically athletic and uh, I think we'll see a different style of player there more in the mould of complementing what Will Magne when he comes back from injury can do as well so we'll have two of those guys who play really strongly above the ring and also with Bouchard he's also an exceptional passer Just as you mentioned Will um, where where is he at at the moment? Yeah Will's probably a couple of weeks behind where we'd like him to be um, but we're not going to rush it He's, he's only 23 and he's got a long career in front of him he's just got to we want to make sure he's 100% right. He's, he's having all the treatment. He's doing the rehab he needs to do. And uh, he's coming along well. We just need to take, take our time with him and uh, make sure he's 100% ready to go because it's sort of, you know, he's got a long career in front of him and we don't want to jeopardise that by bringing him back too early. 
Well, uh, I don't know if you caught the news overnight, Simon, that LeBron James just signed a two-year extension to the Los Angeles Lakers uh, for around $100 million. But he's not the man I want to ask you about. Bronny James. Now, it's been floated that Bronny would like to uh, maybe skip college and go and play in the G League. But Australia was mentioned. How much and how do we back the truck up to get Bronny James... Oh. down playing Simon, for the Jack Jumpers. What does it cost? What have we got to do? I'll be involved in the pitch. Flash will be involved in the pitch as well. Oh, we can even get Clarko involved as well. How do we get Bronny James down to the Jackies? Well, I think first and foremost, we want to get him to want to come to Australia and play. I think um, it strikes me as a perfect opportunity for one of the next star uh, type uh, roles that the NBL put in place. And, and we'd certainly be putting our hand up if, if someone of that calibre was available and uh, I can't speak for dollars because I don't know, but uh, that's something the NBL will negotiate. But uh, let's say if he's available and um, we're in market, we'd certainly be interested. Wow. Just imagine that flash man, Bronny James, playing for the Jackies. Oh. And, uh, and by the way, I don't know if you've watched his highlights the last week or two. He's developing very well. Yes, he is. He's going to be a star. Well, Simon, thanks for joining us. People can head to jackjumpers.com.au for all the details on those other memberships. And best of luck for the preseason. We look forward to chatting you during the season. Thanks, Jens. There we are, Simon Brookhouse, the Jack Jumpers CEO. Well, as we roll into the final round of the AFL season, no game is bigger than Hawthorne versus the Western Bulldogs, and it looms as an eliminational final flashman for the Doggies. You can catch it live on 1629 SEN Tassie on Sunday from 1pm with, of course, our man David Flashlithgow, Brad Cox Goodyear, and Holly Fowler, who's been doing some amazing work down there, and one man who has been an absolute... Pivotal part to the defence of the Western Bulldogs, and he's a he's a former Bernie Docker. Is of course Ryan Gardner. Ryan, welcome to the show. And the first question I want to know, which is always an interesting one, how many tickets are you are required for you and your family come the game? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. One, I've got about uh, thirty-five. Thirty-five, tickets, I think. Oh, that's got a. Hey, I reckon they. You can name a wing after yourself. On the far side wing there, just that sort of western side. Take, get your parents to take a gardener's gardener wing stand and just plonk it up above them. Thirty-five tickets. That's. Uh, I know how hard yeah, it is to get tickets. I know how hard it is to get. That's an amazing achievement. Well done. Yeah, no, but well, I'm, I'm lucky because uh, a lot of the other boys, um, they they obviously didn't need too many tickets. So I think for me, it was as, I could grab as many as I wanted, really, which was nice. So kind of just got the whole crew out that are, that are coming, and um, yeah, they're going to come from all over, which is pretty nice. So very good to hear, very good to hear. Now it is a very important game um, this this Sunday against Hawthorne in what has been a, a real fortress for the Hawthorne Football Club, Utah Stadium in, in Launceston. How's been? How's the approach been to well, last week? Obviously, you needed to win as well, and this week, which is, I mean, it really is do or die whether you whether you play finals on the result of the game against Hawthorne. Yeah, no, it's um the the approach has been um, pretty similar to obviously last week's. So we're in the same kind of situation where we um obviously needed to win to keep finals hopes alive, and if we lost, obviously we didn't we didn't have a chance. So. Um, yeah, we we've kind of went through. Obviously, last time we played in Tassie as well, and we we had a bit of a day there where we um we would like to forget because it was a a, day, a game where they really um got on top of us. So we've um you know really been going through this week with a lot of um going through a lot of edits of obviously what we are capable of, and um you know just trying to kind of put those things into practice and hopefully bring it out on the weekend. 
Ryan, uh, good morning to you. Consistency with the doggies this year. It's certainly, from a, an outside perspective, been a funny year. You, 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 even in moments in games, it feels like you, you've, you've been there and then you haven't. What, what, what have you put it down to? Yeah, no, we have. It's been, um, you know, we've had games where we've played four quarters, but then for a lot of the year, we've we've had games where we probably lack um, the same intensity in a quarter, uh, quarter here or there. So um, for me, I think, you know, um, and and for Bevo, when he's kind of been talking to us, it's probably just that that lack of concentration or lack of um, intent for, you know, a period of a game that's really cost us a game um, here or there throughout the year and um, put us into the situation that we're in right now. Your own personal form, though, though Ryan, um, obviously 21 games from 2019 to 2021 and, and the heartache of being dropped for the grand final last year. But you, you've, you've really bounced back this year, and I mentioned off the top that you've, been the, you've probably been the main figure in the back line down there after playing 20 games this season. What have you put that down to, the fact that you've been able to continually show up and play good footy for the Doggies? Yeah, I mean, after last year's um, a bit of a heartbreak with the granny, um, we definitely went away from the club and got to worked on the things that I needed to work on um, that would get me consistent games. Um, last year was a hard year as well in terms of having two shoulder um, surgeries as well. So for me, I knew if I could just get some consistent consistency together with you know multiple games, um, that it had helped me grow and, and um, hopefully achieve you know, something that I have this year, which has been great. So, yeah, for me, it's just um, going away and working on those those things that I needed to and um, having that belief as well because I think when I first got into the system and, and definitely when I started playing my first couple of games, I probably, you know, had that negative mindset that, you know, was I able to make it at the level? And um, I think I think after playing a certain, certain number of games, I think it's kind of it starts to, um, you know, you start to believe in yourself and start to believe in the ability that you have. What is it about uh, late maturing uh, Bernie Dockers, uh, Ryan? Because I always there, isn't think, there? well, I think about you, <laughs> and then I think about Robbie Fox, who we've had on the show, has been in absolute career form the last six or eight weeks, and Brody Mindcheck, of course, who took so long to get his opportunity. You're all mates, uh, I, I assume, and and yep. it's a it's fascinating. You're all from the same club, and. And and it genuinely has taken a long time to establish yourselves. Yeah, no, I think it's like I said before. I think um, obviously coming from a small place, um, you probably don't get exposed to those kind of things um, in Tassie. Um, in terms, you know, like the Tassie Mariners is a lot smaller program than the ones in the other states. And I think you know, for me, when I actually did get picked up and got to a club, I probably wasn't fully prepared for, you know, all the things that come with um, being on an AFL list and then obviously having to, um, you know, deal with the external things as well. So for me, it was learning those things and um, and, and just developing my, my skills and ability, um, which yeah, has, has taken me a bit of time, but um, yeah, just happy to be in the position I am now. Well, a lot of conversation, uh, and certainly the, the early hours of this conversa- uh, this program today, uh, Ryan, have been around the fact of uh, the Tasmanian licence, and no doubt as a Tasmanian you've been watching closely um, yep. <laughs> to the skewed mainstream media over here about a Tasmanian team. Now, you're only 25 years of age. Notice you're 197 centimetres tall. Keybacks are just <laughs> continuing to grow, but... How do you feel about the prospect of, of having a team in your in your home state? And 
is it tantalising for the fact that you are right in the wheelhouse? So let's say the team does get up in three to four years' time, you'll be at an age where you could really you could actually come back and have a big impact on that team. Does that sit nicely with you? Oh yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it's it's great to know that um, it's on the cards in terms of having a team in in the home state. I mean. When you when you grow up in Tassie, obviously, and there's no team there, you kind of just relying on those few games um, that the Hawks play or North play down there. So um, to think that there's you know the possibility of having a team down there, it's going to be um, amazing for um, not only you know me and and for you and for the, the people that will come from Tassie, but obviously the people that the young guys and the young girls that want to want to play AFL. It's um you know it's a real eye opener for them as well. You'll be very familiar but, and happy yeah. to play York Park this week. I imagine, sorry to cut you <laughs> off there, mate. York Park yeah. this time last year, you were there and you got the win. That's going to that's gonna sit well with the group, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. We went through that and spoke about, um, obviously, that first final and, um, you know, our recent form on the ground. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's a great opportunity, again, to play in front of um, friends and family. Obviously, in that first final last year, it was, around COVID time, so couldn't really um, couldn't really catch up with anyone. Um, tried to speak to mum and dad after the game through two security guards and a fence. So it's, uh, it's nice to actually <laughs> it's nice to actually be able to give them a give them a hug after the game and stuff and and have a chat. Well, Ryan, we do wish you the best of luck uh, in this week's game. Obviously, a big game for the Western uh, for the Western Bulldogs Football Club. Big game for the Carlton Football Club as well. And uh, enjoy playing in front of that absolute plethora of fans you'll have on that Ryan Gardner wing on the far side there. 35 <laughs> tickets. Um, best of luck, mate. Cheers. Appreciate it. There, there we go. Young Western Bulldogs yep. defender. Didn't debut until 2019, was drafted in 2015, Flashman. So. He's a bit stiff not to be in that team last year. Yes, we, 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 were de- we were devastated. As always, you can catch that game. Hawthorne v West Coast, and it's serving as the Tasmanian Emergency Services match for 2022. This game's de- dedicated to acknowledging and celebrating the selfless work of Tasmania's emergency service agents. Uh, it's an initiative run with support of Tasmanian government, Tasmanian police, Tasmanian fire service, Tasmanian state emergency and ambulance, Tasmania people that deserve it. Fail Flashman, I know that you have an absolute bone to pick with every person that picks an all Australian team over the year, and you certainly think that you have uh, you have the uh, well, I suppose the tools to pick the best team for an all Australian. Mm-hmm. Now we've already had some offline bickering about this, but I want you to put your uh, money where your mouth is. Um, and uh, I want you to name this year's All-Australian team. I'll tell you what, now, it's hard, mate. First rules. Uh, first rules of value yes. doing this is, if I find out that you've, you've done this team and written it down with a swan scarf on, I'll be very disappointed, all right? So I, I'll judge that at the end. Never. Um, no. but Can I tell you something? The first rule of cheerleading is, the yep. first rule of cheerleading, I've never told you this, is make sure you know. Don't cheerlead for the sake of it, and that is where I stand, young man. So don't you dare question my credibility at all. That's exactly what a cheerleader would say. Let's go. Come on, I want to pick it apart. Really difficult. Okay, here's the back line. Yep. Uh, Stuart, yep. May, Sicily, half back line. The two wingers are Brayshaw and Sinclair, who was my last addition. He's had a couple of quiet weeks, actually, and I just, but I fitted him in still. It's yep. centre half back. Sorry, Bra- Brayshaw who, Sinclair? Brayshaw, Taylor. Sinclair is oh, yeah. my halfback line. Very short Taylor Sinclair. Yep. Okay. My, my centre line is as follows: Dacos N. Yep. Neil Blitzarves. Yep. 
My half forward line is Heaney, Kerno, Jeremy Cameron. Cameron, yep. And my forward line is Shea Bolton, Thomas Hawkins, Tyson Stengel. Uh, My ruck division is Gorn, Oliver, and Brayshaw of the Fremantle variety. Yep. And on the bench, I have Callum Mills, Petrarca, McCluggage, and Cripps. So, Stuart May, Sicily, Brayshaw, Tyler Sinclair. Mills, Cripps. Mills, Petrarca, Cripps, and McCluggage. McCluggage. Pain, pain points, pain so, points. Let's talk. Let's talk pain points. We no, were, definitely pain points. I know you're definitely keen to get line. and like even Stephen May. Very look. I I haven't had Paddy McCartan in this team all year. I didn't end up with him in, but my you had gosh, him in last night. Hard you had him in last. You had him in last. Had him in last night. night, but I broke it down. I went. I bullied you into having him out. Stats. <clears throat> no, you didn't. You didn't yeah, bully me at all. I had I had a d- fresh discussions, and um, made my decisions accordingly. Charlie Cameron, I've left him out, and I feel a little bit. Grieved with that. Um, Stengel's in, and obviously yeah, I've got Charlie Cameron over Stengel. That's in, oh, not a Stengel over Cameron. Any reason for for that? Um, well, Charlie's kicked more goals. Yep. Uh, I love the impact. That's my, that's my point. Geelong. To me, to me, he has just transformed that whole dynamic at Geelong. Um, so, yeah, Blitzarv's on the other wing. Um, Nick Dacos. I mean, some people have got Josh Dacos on on a wing, for example. Nick's played a, a hell of a lot of wing this year, and I just think he's been absolutely incredible. Look, there's obviously lots of people that have missed out, but I reckon that's a pretty good team. And if Isaac Heaney is not on a half-forward flank, let me tell you this. There we go. If they pick put another some, hybrid put something midfielder... On it. Put and something put, on it. No, I, put something I'm on half-tipping. It. Look, no one's got any swans in any teams. I'm saying that the, I will be ropeable if Isaac Heaney averages 18, 17, 18 touches a game. He's kicked 45 goals. He tackles inside 50 as well as anybody. He's an elite assist giver. He should be one of the first picked. But anyway, we'll wait and see. And Callum Mills on the bench. So they're my two swans. And they both should be in the team. So t- really tell me. Story. I want to know why... Um, you go. I want to know what you're going to do if Heaney isn't picked in the side. Who are you, who are you, I want you to write... A, uh, I want you to write... Well, yeah, angry, I haven't seen you anybody's against, team. Who are you, well, who are you riding? Well, Richo's team, Kingy's team, neither of them have any swans in. Well, that's fine. They, I mean, they might change by the, the next week, especially if they finish top two. Um, oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, mate. I'll Tom be Barass? Because Tom Barass stiff. So, like, even Stephen May, Stephen May missed a little bit of footy this year. I reckon the key defensive posts are really difficult because, you know, your boy from Frio... Is that a good year? Um, Cox. Oh, Cox. Brennan Cox. Cox. Brennan Cox, yes. Yeah, so he's, he's been... Yeah. Um, that that's the thing goes under the Stats radar, and I well. see. I reckon. I reckon Brennan Cox and Tom Barras have gone under the radar just due to the fact they're over yes. West, and and we know that the West Coast Eagles haven't had a great year this year. I mean, Tom Lynch has probably missed too many games. Like he, geez, he come with a rush late. Um, Tom Lynch kicks seven this week. Home for Coleman. Does he get in? Well, I know this is the thing. I have gone one week early, but I feel like we've um, I've left it to close to the last minute. It's good. So Max Max Gorn missed a bit of footy, but some people have Tim English in. Oh, not for me. Yeah. Gorn's still the most dominant. Got to knock, got to knock the big dog off, I reckon. Big. Got to knock the big dog off. I think so, and they haven't knocked the big dog off. How many All Australians for Gorn? Uh, four or five. Four or five. What's I think. Yeah, four or five. Uh, well, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, if you're interested in Flash's team there, and you want to get back to him, give him some feedback. Hit us up on the on the text line, or hit us. You can hit us up on uh, at at Essie and Tazzy, or text us on oh four three seven double five two five three five. It's hot. 
real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Well, we know this segment has taken Tasmania by storm. Good morning, to everybody. He's just tuning award in. Award-winning, well, Flashman. Alert, award-winning. Hot or not is with us for another Friday morning. And as per usual, we've got a tremendous list, Jackie boy, as we wind in closer to the AFL finals. What an exciting time of the year it is. Right, who's going okay. first? Do you want to go first I'll go or first. me? Okay, yep. far away. Yeah, I've got it. Righto, let's go. Hot or not, the AFL needs to outlaw clubs from talking to players from opposition clubs in season. So, uh, oh. mm, interested in your response here, actually. I, I think this is I think this is not news because not this is the role of manager and and like the NBA flashman has anti tampering laws. You cannot tell me that there is under the table conversations happening oh, in the NBA. Now. They've even got laws against it, and I'm telling you now yep. that there is conversations happening, and there will always be conversations happening. For mine, you you will just open another can of worms here, uh, and you're you're, you're going to be making a law that people will constantly be breaking because there is a thirst to be first. And even that's whether that's reporting <laughs> on something, Flashman, or whether that's getting in early to try and get a player and procure a player from another team. Um, and I think the, there's probably more of an evolution flash to a mid-season yes. trade period rather than uh, rather than uh, having an anti-tampering law. And they just won't go hand in hand. So certainly I don't reckon this is this is not news. I hope we do get to that. We're not talking How about that now, no, the mid-season. Pro- Mate, of course it's good. Because it'll it, it allow all clubs to um, fill some needs, um, give other people an opportunity. Drag- anyway. What would you, what would you take for that. the Swans leading into the finals now? What's, right now? Yeah, right now. Great question. Um, Realistically, too, I don't want you saying. Yeah, oh, no, mate. I think, well... Um, geez, they're not bad. Maybe I, maybe, I would, maybe I would take another inside mid. Just as yeah, a, right. yeah, I th- yeah, I think I'd take just one more with you know. That's why I like Joey Kennedy just as a sub, even you mm. know, in the back. Anyway, that's not going to happen as we know, but mm. maybe one inside, one yeah, one clearance player, I reckon. Radio Flash Man, hot or not, okay. then more needs to be made of winning the minor premiership or the McClellan Trophy. What needs uh, what needs to go with the trophy? Thoughts. This is a not. not I mean, right. not. Well, I'll ask you. I'll, let me turn it back to you. I yep. mean, you've you played in a well, you played know, one, three one, flags. One, of, we've won one McClellan Trophy, two thousand and eighteen. And does it, has it had any effect on the club whatsoever? That wonderful trophy you got sitting down there in Punt Road. Uh, it is sitting in the chief's office. I uh, saw yes. it the other day next to oh, the VFL okay. Premiership from two thousand and nineteen as well. Uh, sure. No, uh, no. But from a financial point of view, surely there should be some sort okay. of prize for, sure. okay. for, 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 I don't know, whether it's a million I bucks. Let's, I think Gary Lyon floated a million dollars on the on uh, Fox Footies on the couch yes. on Monday night. It's, there has to be some sort of value in, in, uh, sure. in it, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, mm. no, I'll cop that. Okay. All right. Hot or not. Internal reviews should be embraced by fans and clubs and not feared. Yeah, see, I think this is um, I think this is hot news, and I actually Ooh, quite. I told you I actually quite like the uh, <laughs> internal review, but it always comes as a doomsday. Yes, the the really good clubs when they're firing are constantly doing internal reviews. So what, we are like. 
it's always it's always in a negative. So we see, um, I think, St Kilda are in a position where they're having a review at the moment, and David Noble's name's been floated as a person that's going to be looking at their football club. We know that Essendon have had one, and there's been um, obviously storied ones over the over the years. Richmond had a, a review. A while back, um, I am of the opinion that I think that you should constantly be reviewing what your team is and, and, and how they are and and how yep. they're going, how your club's going as well. Um, never has there been a more obvious time that board, uh, board security uh, and just stability at board level and at an operations level is so important to on-field success. So... Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think there's some, tick, there's tick, some tick. real hot news there, Flashman. I, I heard Bucks talking about it very briefly a couple of days ago with Jared, and um, he he really broke it down in that mould to say that you know this is this is an improvement day. This is um, what do we you know it's not a it's not a doomsday thing, and that was good to hear Bucks talk about it because he really made it simplified it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Right hot or not, Flashman? This one has to be hot, doesn't it? The power can expect a fiery response from Adelaide in the showdown after Ollie Wines and Tom Jonas labelled them arrogant and entitled, uh, or a little spice on what was already, or is it one of already the spiciest occasions on the AFL agenda? Thoughts, Flashman? Ah, uh, what do we got? Eleventh versus fourteenth. Uh, last a, a, of the year. Ladder, ladder positions are irrelevant when it comes to showdowns. Now, Flash, hot is, or uh, not? Um, sure. I'll I'll go with hot. You've sold me on that. However, yeah. And look, this is this is an outstanding rivalry. You know, I might, it, it, I could argue that it maybe is the best rivalry in football. Um, settle. So settle but, down. Okay, sure. Argue. I didn't say I'm definitively sane, but arguing a mid point. Um, <laughs> Um, look, yeah, sure. Uh, look, it's a great ride. Ollie Wines, um, it's an interesting game of footy, uh, just not a focus for me this weekend. Is that the best way to put it? Uh, no, I think this is hot news. I, I, certainly, okay. certainly uh, our boy Kane Corns would think it'd be hot, 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 hot news. Is that hot? You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Kane knows what we're talking about. It's hot news. Uh, they, this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to watching this game. It will be on like Donkey Kong. We saw in the Derby last week. Um, yes. Whack. West Coast versus Freo was nearly sneakily back to the Michael Gardner putting a few on. Uh, who, who's who's Bonson? Is he dropping a few oh, on yeah. um, in that one there? Oh, oh no, no, he was well, they, on Pavlich. He was the put, Gardner. They got Gardner early. Gardner. I remember in his rookie year, Gardner they popped had a few on Pavlich's yeah. nose. Decent beat, Pav. Um, yeah. And I reckon this is going to be spicy, 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 yeah, spicy. Radio, fire away, Flashman. Okay, hot or not, the tagger is back. I think this is hot news. Yeah, That's no. hot. Um, I, so I, you, it did leave, did it? It, it left. The tagger left. Certainly it yeah. left because um, I, I reckon there was a sign of weakness. Sides would say, yeah, we don't tag because we, we feel yes. like maybe tagging is very negative uh, in the way yes. we go about it. But I think there's de- certainly different ways to tag. Um, there's, oh, I've forgotten his name now, the, the young fellow from Hawthorne, number 32, McGuinness. Finn McGuinness, like uh, him, he, like him a lot. He's been doing some amazing run with roles this year. We know uh, Windhager from the Saints too. got a nomination for the Rising Star last week after the job he did on Lockie Neal. Ryan Clark from the Swans is re, I mean, he has, he, there was no way he was in yeah. his team. So they're like, they're like they're like elite runners yep. now, these, the taggers, but nah. yeah, I think there's more time is going into guys at stoppage. So um, really tagging, say, Clayton Oliver at stoppage because you know that he's so dominant there. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think there is a uh, the renaissance of the tagger is is upon us. It's coming back, and uh, and it's vitally yeah. important to sides having one. Um, we did we, well. Flash. We didn't tag at all in 2017, and then grand final day, Rory Sloan got off the leash, and of course, a young Jack Graham in game five tagged him um, and did an extremely good job. So, you've got to have it up your sleeve because it could become a very important piece of the puzzle. Yes. In, Arguably the most important game of the year. Yes. Well, not arguably. The grand final is the most important game of the year. Rightio, Flashman. Hot or not, the four-field umpires will improve the standard of umpiring next year. This has been floated by the AFL to have four-field umpires. What do you reckon? Jeepers. Not. Not? I mean, how many do we want? I mean, I'm still old enough to have played with one umpire, of course, which was probably... A bit silly in regardless, then two, then three. Mm. I mean, the problem is, do we have the standard of umpiring, the quality of uh, Chiefs making the decision to allow us to have four? That would be the that'd be the other question I would ask. Well, let's what say, do you think? I mean, well, you're there. You're, yeah. you're out there. I think there's probably some downfield free kicks that are missed just due to the sure. fact they're only having three. Winging so, forward alerts. <clears throat> both ways. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just speaking for the backs here. I get get away with so much on the weekends that I should be getting penalised for. Um, No, I just think that it's. um, I think it's a smart idea. I think zoning umpires, zone umpires, is probably the way of the future. I think the umpires should go to training a bit more. um, Yes, to club training and use that as a as their own training to get to actually learn techniques. um, Do do game review. Actually, do preview on how sides play to understand the. Uh, nuances of of how people defend. Um, I reckon there's a real I reckon there's a real job job role there for someone as well. So for, for I like the idea of four. I think it'll be give us some better uh, fair contests around the ground. Uh, last one, Flashman. Before we, I let you go, uh, and I know that I had the last one, but I'm going to fire this one out at you as well. Um, hold on, not Gene Simmons is presenting the ball in the Carlton v Collingwood game. He's the biggest. <laughs> it is the biggest <laughs> rock star moment in football <laughs> since. Some bloke sang with the killers. What do you reckon, Flash? Uh, don't worry about Razzle Dazzle, Steve. A little bit of start of um, I Was Made for Loving You, Please, if possible. Um, um, oh, look, this is this is tremendous. I mean, look, he, he's before my, well before my time, of course, but what a legend. What an absolute legend he is. This is a big moment, I reckon. This is good. Oh, pump it up, Stevie. This is, this is on my iPhone. <laughs> Surely we get this in as he walks out. Oh, mate. I don't even know what if we've got the rights you. to use this song. No, I'm tipping that uh, no one from Kiss is listening to SEN Tat. Or maybe they are. Maybe they are. Just imagine what that as he just makes his way out. Oh, nice. The bass, the, 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 the pingy guitar, magnificent. Very, very good. There you go. That is Hot or Not Flash. I love that segment. Um, it's uh, it's certainly one of my favourites.